Welcome back, everybody, to the Rooted in Logos podcast, episode number 89. My name is Brad. I'm joined as always by my dear friend Austin. Austin, how's it going? Well, hello there. Hello there. So, I like to start off with behind the scenes, uh, a little <laughs> bit behind the scenes. Uh, Austin has been, is, is Saturday morning. Obviously, we're going to release this on Thursday. It's not uh, Saturday morning anymore. <laughs> but it, well, actually, technically, yes, okay, we got 30 minutes left, but Austin has been here for two and a half hours. Uh, and we are just now hitting the record button. <laughs> we spent some time catching up on just life, kind of the struggles that both of us have kind of been going through over the last couple months and, and where we are, where our headspace is. And it was a really good moment that, uh, you know, I just, I, we pray before we start. And one of the things I said was some of the effect of, you know, thanks for leading us down this path we didn't think we were going down. Right. Because yeah. they, they, that wasn't the plan. Our plan was to come in and record and kind of do our thing and go about our day right uh, but god had other plans and it was a, it was a good thing good. so so with that said the idea of doing first uh, timothy 2 3 first timothy 3 verse 3 we weren't there we're not there yet so we started talking about what everyone is talking about right i mean yep. this, I, this this what's going on at asbury yep and for those of you who don't know which um i'm surprised if i'm surprised you wouldn't, you wouldn't know <laughs> but for those of you who don't know it, Oh gosh, we're on what day ten? Uh, it's probably more. Is it more? Yeah. Either way, uh, close to two weeks ago, a normal chapel service has turned into basically an, 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 uh, just a whole event that, oh, is, yeah. that is kind of you know you hear the word revival, you hear all these different terms for what's happening at Asbury, and we wanted to give our thoughts. And Austin specifically has a lot of thoughts. Well, it, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that came out not the no, way I no, wanted you're fine. to. Yeah. I initially was like, I want to, I, I want to ex- go, I want to, well, I want to know what's happening. You're the one that sent me, you sent me the the Cooper stuff yeah. episode, and I haven't heard anything of it since then. And so you sent that, and I listened to it. I'm like, huh? Yeah. And then I started diving into all this stuff. Yeah. So it was you that told me. <laughs> so I listened to. I recommend that episode. Yes. The, the Cooper stuff episode about what's going on at, at Asbury and just those thoughts. He'll articulate it way better than we will. Amen. <laughs> uh, but and and then the, the guest he had on toward the end of that episode was really good as well. So good, good to go back and listen to. It. But we wanted to give our thoughts. And initially, I was kind of hesitant, like, well, I want to give my thoughts after I go. Initially, which I'm still kind of thinking, this will come out like I said Thursday, and most likely I will have already I will have gone since recording this, and so my perspective might change. We might actually do a little follow up, little mini episode or something to kind of follow up with with what we're doing. So. Let's just kind of dive into what's happening there. Like I said, if, you know, it, it started as a normal chapel service and has turned into a pretty big, pretty big national story yeah. as to what's happening. I mean, uh, you have Tucker Carlson getting involved from Fox News. You type in the word Asbury in Google, and the first thing that pops up is Asbury Revival. Yeah. And, and it just, it's got so much traction. And I know for me, I mentioned this to Austin, and I think he was the same way. My initial gut response right off the bat was, yeah, probably not. No, this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> probably not legit. It feels emotional. It feels sensationalist. It feels a little like, oh, we're just caught up in the moment. Yeah. But then we started looking at it. And so I'm going to let Austin dive in to, to kind of where he's, you know, his initial thoughts and, and kind of what he's done. Because he's actually done a little bit more research than I have. He he watched, he watched the sermon that kind of yep. kicked this whole thing off. 
and and just kind of what you're thinking and, and kind of the cautions that we need to have right now as believers. So yeah, let's let's start that conversation. Yeah, if, for me, when I when I look at this kind of stuff, I'm I'm critical, <laughs> not in the sense that the world wants you to have critical thinking, but in testing the spirits and being able to look at it. Okay, is this biblical or not? And when I look at when the word revival starts being thrown around, I get skeptical. And so I, I want to dive into it and see if it's legit or not. So I, I first heard this coming out of Asbury from when Brad sent me the Cooper stuff episode, which again, really, really great. I, I went and I, I listened to the, the I guess you could call it a sermon, but it, it was just a regular guy standing up during chapel and, and he was going through Romans chapter 12 and he was talking about love. And it, it was cool. Everything he was saying, it, it was biblical. It was on point. But what was cool was, I, I, if this guy ever listens, please don't take offense. This is a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was not this super fantastic, super knowledgeable, like Spurgeon just got up there, or Matthew Henry got up there, or John MacArthur or Paul Washer got up there, and they were just, they were hammering it. Yeah. Like, th- what this guy was saying was biblical, it was on point. But it, it was cool because it hit me. It took me right back to our weaknesses made strong through Christ. And God takes the underdog. He takes and he loves the underdog so that he can show his power. And he took something that was just, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to use the word mundane because, again, it was good. It was good. But he was going through speaking about love. And it was cool because he was telling these, these kids in this chapel, you guys have experienced worldly love. You guys have experienced love from, even from so-called Christians. Um, you go into a church and they're accepting you, but then something happens and they turn away from you. And being able to, he was looking at, at these kids like, that's not love. Right. He went to John where it says, we love because he first loved us. And how, when you guys experience this type of love out in the world, that's not, that's not real love. And if you have experienced love like this, again, that's not love. That's not what love is. It, it, we're talking about God love here. About halfway through the, the sermon there, that was the moment where I saw like this wave come over him. And it wasn't, for me, it wasn't like a feeling, but like it impacted me. And I'm sitting there on, on my couch, kids are going to sleep, and I'm, I'm watching this on my phone. And I see like this wave hit him and he stops talking and he just his th- this moment of I need to pray. I'm I'm gonna I'm praying. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm praying right now. And he stops and he asks God. He says, "Lord, fill this room with your Holy Spirit. Have your Holy Spirit go through every aisle of this room and convict these people. You know, show them your love. Lead them to repentance. Lead them to confession." And that was it. That was the moment he's asking. God the Father and the Holy Spirit for these things, and God does it. Yeah. And from there, that the whole point of this, this whole as people are calling it outside, they're calling it revival. Nowhere in Asbury are they are they really calling it revival. They're they're calling it an, an awakening, an awareness, and and that's what it is. It's the people that are there. These, I guess you could call them lukewarm Christians. They are realizing. They're waking up to, even though they might have already been alive, they're waking up. And this whole thing was led off of confession and repentance. That was the second point that hit me of this is real. Right. Again, looking at it critically, 
of when I when I see revival, I'm like, eh, which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah. But the whole process of confession and repentance, and that's where it started, and that's where it is continued, shows me that it's real, it it's and it's true. And God be praised for Asbury. The way that they're doing it, yeah. is awesome. They are being so careful. They are not letting random people come in from the outside, random speakers, random people that want to come in and play music. They're looking at them and saying, no, no. Th- we are keeping order. Back to scripture. Orderly worship. And this isn't just a an endless kumbaya of random conglomerate worship music. No, they have speakers coming in. They're doing sermons. They're doing things that they're supposed to be doing. And it's orderly. And which we'll talk about in a minute too, the videos, the videos that are coming out, which I have a hard time with. (laughs) But even in the videos, you're not seeing people running up and down the aisles, beating their chest, flailing around. You're not seeing people start speaking in tongues and going all, like scripture says, if an unbeliever walks in, they think you're drunk, but it's orderly. And it has been so cool because my my issue with revival, you have revivalism versus true revival. Uh, Revival being revive. The Holy Spirit is bringing to life something that is dead. And then just revive, meaning something that was alive, that died, coming and coming back. back. Yeah. So as, as a believer, knowing that when the Holy Spirit was, is within us, we are alive. We don't die again. We are Christ's. Nothing can take us away from him. But we can become mundane in our actions. We can become nominal Christians. We, we can become lukewarm and seeing that that part of the revive he is reviving those people as well my issue with revivals is when you go set up a tent and you're inviting people it's not spirit-led it's man-led right. you're saying i'm gonna go put this tent out here and it's i'm forced it's, it's forced yeah it's it's it, i'm going to yeah. start a revival yeah. and then expect the holy spirit to show up it's like no that's not how revival starts revival is the holy spirit enacting and coming in, and then it jump starts. It's Un- not, unexpected. Yeah, it's nothing that we've done. Yeah. That's literally the point of the revival. And I see that with Asbury. And, and it's awesome because looking at it critically, but then God's softening my heart to this stuff. I can see all these things. And I'm like, no, this is real. Yeah. This is real. Well, you see it in, all through the New Testament, too. Why, 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 do, why can't God do that again, right? Like you Exactly. See, you see numbers being added to their churches and the and, and yeah. the, the believers daily you know and and you see the the day of pentecost being a revival of sorts yeah. and and so absolutely this is not a new thing we have just become especially in in the west we have become very hypercritical of this and and right. we've become so at least me become so scared of being overly emotional yeah not like emotions are bad and not like being led by the spirit and, and being overcome with emotion and the spirit is a bad thing right but that that becomes all it is. It it's that whole camp mentality, right? The yes. the we're gonna we're gonna cry for two days. Yes. And then we're gonna go back to our lives like normal, like nothing changes. Yeah. Like that's where we get a little jaded and a little like skeptical of this sort of thing. Is like, is this just an emotional experience? And honestly, for some people there, it might actually just be that. Yeah. That that is that is true. I think that's a point that they made on on the Cooper Stuff podcast was okay, yeah, there might be some people there. That it is just emotions based. Yeah, there might be some people that show up that are there to further their own ministry or further their own and take advantage of this. And I think that's where, like you said, Asbury's doing a great job of trying to keep that out. Yeah, and and not even trying keeping it out. Yeah, 
not letting people come in that have motives of I'm going to put my stamp on this. Yeah. You know, there are some names out there that have shown up that I think are trying to do that. Yes. But it does appear that Asbury's like, you know, we're not letting this happen. That We're protecting this. I think I saw yesterday, I'm going to look this up. I think they're closing it off to the public starting Monday, whatever Monday is, the twenty, the 20th. Monday the 20th. I think they're actually going to start it just being Asbury students again. Good. Because it's become a bit of a spectacle. And yes. I'll be honest with you, I, I might, today's Saturday, the 18th, I might end up down there tomorrow on the 19th. Because I, I do want, I do want to, I, I want to, See what they're experiencing. Yeah, uh, it may not affect me, quote unquote, the way it. Affect, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not going down there saying I. You know, I'm going to go cry and do all this stuff. Right. I just want. I want to know what's happening. Yeah, in a tangible way. And maybe that's not the best thing. I don't know. But well, it's been cool because so yeah, they're shutting down Monday. But what they've done is they shut it down the first half of the day for just students. That way, it allows the students to again do what it's supposed to do. Um, but then they open it up to the public the, the second half of the day. My my issue has been with the spectators, uh, yeah. the people that are coming out of state, the people that <clears throat> have nothing to do with it. But again, a lot of them, they just want to, they're curious, they want to see uh, the other side of, they're used to that, they want that, they want the emotion, they want to feel the Holy Spirit. And that's that's not for you. Um, again, that's my issue. Um, just people coming in and I'm like, if you want a revival, then start it. Now, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. You don't start it. You do what you're supposed to. Biblically, you serve the King in everything you do. In every little thing you do, you serve God. That is at your job. That is with your family. That is with your friends. That is with mowing the lawn. That is with taking out the garbage. You're doing it all for the glory of God. And you go to church. I, as simple as that might sound, you go to church and you worship with your fellow believers. You do not forsake the gathering of fellow believers. But the whole point is you are allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. If you go in thinking, I'm going to start a revival, right? you've already lost that's literally the point. The Holy Spirit, God, the Father, they start the revival. They bring in the people and they do the work. Us believing that God is a God of means. God used that man at Asbury at chapel. He used him through him, the Holy Spirit flowing through him. God started the revival using him. So you need to be open and allow that to happen because if you do, God will do it. Yeah. And you need to be praying for that. And again, distinguishing what revival means. When we preach, when we go out into the world and we're talking to people, our theology mandates we're not going to a hospital with sick people. We're not. We're not going to a hospital with sick people giving them medicine. We're going to a graveyard and we're preaching the gospel to the dead. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing them come to life. That is the difference with our theology and others. We are seeing the dead come to life, yeah. and we have to have that in mind. We have to have that at the forefront of our mind when we are preaching the gospel to people. And again, it is so encouraging to see what Asbury's doing and how they are doing it biblically. So God be praised and kudos to you guys. And I think you know it's super important to understand, too, one of the marks of a legitimate movement of 
the Holy Spirit of God is repentance and confession, right? It, it, again, it goes beyond that emotionalism. It goes beyond the getting caught up in the music, which there's nothing wrong with getting caught up in the music. I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. But I'm saying it goes beyond that. And it's a legitimate time of repentance and confession. Yes. And and lives legitimately being changed. And, and I think we, we will see the fruits of this over the next few years, yeah. next decade or so, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's... The, the hope and the prayer is that with this being real, with this being legitimate, that the majority of the people that are involved in this, this will mark a, chain, a turning point in their lives and in their service to Christ. And it's so encouraging. It's so incredible to see. Like I said, it, it's over the last few days, my heart has been softened, kind of like Austin was saying, of don't be overly critical of this. This is not, this is not the time to throw speculation because somebody you don't necessarily agree with theologically showed up there. Right. Right. And and that is where my first go to is is like, oh man, that guy's there. Yeah, I can't I don't know if I can get on board with this. Right. I think Asbury has done a good job of keeping those people at an arm's length of saying, Hey, okay, you're welcome to worship with us, but we're not gonna give you a platform. Right. And that's that's what's been cool. I have not seen just scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through social media, I have not necessarily seen any of these quote unquote big names having any sort of platform. They don't. And then that's been really cool to see. I've seen yep. commentaries on it, people talking about it like we're doing now, but nobody having, you know, no one from the Elevation Bethel movement, no one from the MacArthur, Paul Washer side of movement, no one on these, in, on these, in these groups are giving the, are given a platform right. for this. And so they're not making their own name known here. It is all about, let's spur these people to action yeah. and let's do something about what, what's happening right now yeah well and what was cool too is so tucker carlson fox 41 they they reached out to fox asbury news, not fox, fox news thank not, you not the local not station. 41 yeah fox <laughs> um tucker carlson they reached out to asbury and asked if they could come down and and do some uh research basically and uh videotape and ask some questions and see what was going on and they got a reply from asbury and it was a respectfully no no you may not and here's why and Asbury's response was awesome. Basically, the, this is not a spectacle. Like, this is not for the world. This is for the people here. God is moving here with these people. This is not for other people to come and see. So it would be wrong for you guys to come and do this. And Tucker, it was cool because you can actually go see his response. He's like, in, in my years of doing this, whenever something like this happens, they want the publicity. They yeah. want people to come in and, and show what's going on and and you know spread the news. And he's like, I, I've never had this response before. And and in other words besides saying praise God, he's like, good for you guys. Yeah. Like our response back to yours was okay. We're good with that. Yeah. That was all the response we needed. And so he's like, you guys keep doing what you're doing. It it, it has obviously gotten a ton of attention. A and, ton. And, um, it's nationwide. I think I, think I saw Carrie Job went out there but again i don't see her having a platform to do anything she just was there for a little bit i think uh, i think chris tomlin has has chimed in on it and and may have been there at some point but again he wasn't up there doing a concert yeah. he was just there yeah wasn't up there preaching or teaching or talking he just was there for a yeah. little bit i know the vice former vice president mike pence sent a message about it i don't think he was there necessarily but like yeah. he he's chiming in. so it's getting an insane amount of attention oh yeah and i love how humble it on the surface at least looks like Asbury's being about right. It. All evidence points to they are keeping this as guarded as possible. They are protecting 
this this moment, keeping yeah. you know keeping it holy as as much as they can, and they are controlling what they can control, yeah. and that is a mark to me that this is real. Yeah, they are not out there pl- publicizing this. They're not out there saying, "Hey, why don't y'all come out to Asbury?" Now people are going, and and they're not they're not, but that's not what they're doing. That's not right. what they're saying needs to happen. It's just happening naturally. Yeah. Now people are drawn to God moving. Yeah, and and so I don't necessarily think going is a bad thing as long as your intentions are not to give yourself a platform and to, to you know you're there to observe is not the right i don't know if that's the right word well, but and, like and so my my question my question that i want to present to everybody cuz i'm of the mindset of don't go yeah my question is why do you want to and when you answer that question are you answering it as well i'm curious and i want to see so therefore are you spectating the other answer is well i want to feel the holy spirit okay one are you a believer or are you not if you're not a believer, sure. Yeah, sure, go. But if you're or you're a believer and you have the mindset of, I just want to feel the Holy Spirit, you have the Holy Spirit within you. Yeah. For me, this leads to the temple. Everybody flocked to the temple. Why? Because that was where God presided. And that is where God said, I am Correct. here. Yeah. As a believer, you are the temple literally with inside you the ark of the covenant in the mercy seat and the holy spirit is sitting there within you so for you to want to go somewhere as the jews did in the old testament wanting to flock somewhere where the holy spirit presides is not necessarily a good thing now the good thing of it is you want to be in the presence of god right that is that is a very good noble thing but why yes the side of you that wants to be within the Holy Spirit. You want to feel the presence because he is your father and you want that. But the other side of why? Is it your your flesh? Is it your emotional side that wants to feel something? And to be perfectly honest, my wife and I, we talked about it. I'm like, I want to. Yeah, I want to go down there. I want to feel that. I want to, to have that overwhelming sense of Yes, I feel the Holy Spirit weighing on me. I want to be able to go back to Pentecost, where yeah. literally tongues of fire were resting upon these people, and you can feel the weight of the Holy Spirit on these people. But then you have to go back to Scripture. And for for me, I go to Matthew 17. And I'm, I'm just going to read Matthew 17, verses 1 through 13, real quick. This is the transfiguration. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is a good thing we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But when Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Then why do the scribes say that first Elijah comes? He answered, Elijah does come, and he will restore all things. But I tell you that Elijah has already come, 
and they did not recognize him, but did to him whatever they pleased. So also the Son of Man will certainly suffer at their hands. All right, so what happened? They were on the mountain. Jesus is transfigured, giving that brief glimpse of his holy, Mm. perfect presence. During that time, who shows up? Who shows up? Literally the OGs of the (laughs) Old Testament. Moses appears, Elijah appears, and they are speaking with Yahweh Jesus, and they're worshiping and praising him, and they're speaking to him. What is Peter's response, and what would all of our response be? Jesus, this is awesome. (laughs) This is a good thing. Let us... Okay, I'm going to build three tents. I'm going to build one for each of you guys. We're just going to camp out here. We're going to live here. This is awesome. This is an emotional high. And then God the Father shows up and says, This is my son, my beloved son, Jesus, in whom I'm well pleased. And they fall on their faces. Moses and Elijah disappear, and they start walking down the mountain. All three of the disciples witness this emotional, spiritual high. The high of highs. And his response is like the rest of ours. I want to stay here. Yeah. But Jesus' response is, God the Father's response is, look at my son. Quit looking at all this other stuff going on. Look at my son. My son is the important part. Literally, I just showed you by showing you his glory. It describes, literally, it says, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. And What did Peter and the disciples look at? They were looking at Moses and Elijah. Now, being human, I'm like, of (laughs) course, I, of course I would. Seeing these, these men, these patriarchs of my faith, my ancient faith that I've learned about, my father, my great grandfather learned about, of course I'd be looking at them. But then God, the father had to show up and say, no, look at what's important, my son. And then as they're coming down the mountain, Jesus is like, yeah, of course, We all want to stay on the emotional high. We want to stay on the mountain, but there's work to be done. We've got to go back down the mountain and we've got to go do a job. And so my questions that I present to you to have you thinking of those to where if you go, what's the purpose of your going? And then while you're there, what's the purpose for you being there? Are you going to just soak in and not do anything with it? Are you going to therefore... For, for Brad and I, we're, we're teachers. Like, yeah. uh, I, I firmly believe God has given us this spiritual gift. So if I go, am I going to therefore find a group of people and teach them? No, that no, that's not my job. Right. The, the job is being done. There's nothing for me to do down there except for me to go and ex- experience, experience it. Yeah. it. And my, my, my thing that I want to get across to everyone is what do you do after this? Yes, during that, what's your job there? What's your purpose? But afterwards, then what? With all the people that have gone down there and have experienced the Holy Spirit, and, and love believes all things. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not genuine. I'm not. I, my critical side says it's not. <laughs> yeah. But my love believing all things, even the spectators going down there, I firmly believe they're witnessing and they're feeling the presence of God. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to come off the mountain? And are you going to therefore do your job? Are you going to take what the Holy Spirit has allowed you to witness? Like you could go and you could not witness a thing. You could go and see all these people praising God and the Holy Spirit not affect you, even as a Christian. Right. Because God 
That I mean, that's all I could say is because God, God did not allow that to happen. But I firmly believe God is allowing it to happen. So when you leave Asbury, when you leave that chapel, are you going to therefore go into the world preaching the name of God, baptizing the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, disciple making? Are you going to do that? And that is the question you need to ask yourself. Are you going to be like Peter, which all of us are? I want to live here. <laughs> I want to go down to that chapel. I'm going to make my bed and I'm going to stay there until the presence of God moves. Or are you going to take the response of Christ and be like, God has allowed me to do this. He's allowed me to see this and witness this. Now am I going to take this to the far edges of this country? And I, I hope so. With all these people that are going and leaving, it leads into my eschatology. I, have, I am very optimistic in this end times. I, I hope, again, my faith is in Christ, but I hope that God is going to use this to bring America back to a Christian nation. A true Christian nationalism. As in, the nation is Christian. Our businesses are owned by Christians. Our country is run by Christians. But it's going to start from the bottom and go up. Yeah. And I am, I am hopeful. I am very hopeful. And it is so encouraging what is happening at Asbury. And, and it is, I do think that it is spreading, it is spreading. across the country. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, there's a list going around of places where this sort of thing is also happening. Yeah. And I think that, again, immediately I'm thinking, okay, are they just trying to, but no, like, God can be multiple places at once. I don't yes. know if y'all know this. He's omnipresent. Yes. Uh, so He's not absolute, at one temple at once. He's not, exactly. So obviously, like, I mean, even if just a percentage of these events are are legitimate, yeah. That's an that is a huge thing, and that is that is a huge God thing. Go back and like research and study the first Great Awakening, the second Great Awakening, yes. and 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 even some of the stuff that's happened at Asbury in the past, like in the seventies, and and some of these other revivals that have taken place there. Go back and look and see what it did for the years following. Yes, and see what impact it had on the culture moving forward. And, and it can it, it's going to start small, like Austin said. Wilmore, Kentucky is a little bitty place, right? No one's ever heard of it for the most part. Yeah. Like, it's a little tiny little place. And it's going to start in a place like Wilmore. Yeah. It, it's it's going to maybe somebody who lives or, or attends Asbury is from Lanesville or is from Corden or is from whatever small town you're from. Yeah. And they come back and, and they're legitimately changed by what happened and what yeah. took place there. And that translates to their community. And so Lanesville starts to have a little ripple and yeah. have a little movement, right? And then Corden starts to have a little movement. And then, well, maybe Harrison County starts to get a little feisty with this. Right. And, like, <laughs> things start to happen because of that. And so it is going to start at, at a small scale. Yes. Um, and I do think, I hope and pray that that's what we're seeing here is a start of something that will trickle into the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, and it might take years. Yeah. It might not. It might take 10 days. Who knows? The, but Okay, biblically speaking, where we will see the first effects. Okay, yeah. Do not be discouraged when in the next year you don't see anything happen. What you need to be looking is look at the fine print. Again, we're looking at the bottom. Everything changes from the bottom up. This is not a we elect the president we want and everything trickles down. That's not how it works. That's not how change happens. It starts from the bottom. Well, what is at the bottom? Families. What is at the pinnacle? What is the most important thing of the family? The 
Father. When you see changes happening, it will come from the fathers. It will come from the families. Culture is established by the family. You will see these churches that are becoming biblically family solid, okay? Their fathers are going to start taking charge and taking their roles seriously. The mothers are going to be submissive to the fathers and doing their roles biblically. The children will be submissive to the parents. That will affect the entire church. Once it has affected the church, the entire cultus, the culture of the world, will therefore be affected. That is where we are going to see the change, and it will take time. Just our last episode, our last episode talking about how we are planting the trees of which we will not eat the fruit of, and we need to be joyful with that. Yeah. Because what is happening at Asbury is planting the seeds for the trees that will produce the fruit that our generation and even my children's generation will probably never eat the fruit from, but my grandchildren will. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's and there will be bacon pies. It's that twenty-year-old, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-old male at Asbury who had this this moment with God, who repented and confessed, confessed, repented, had a moment from God, and then gets married, and then yeah. takes that repentance, and, and yes, there's going to be stumbles along the way. They're not, it's not, a yep. per, they're not perfect now, but sanctification they get, is they, happening. It's happening, and they get married, and they have kids, and and he raises those kids in light of what happened at Asbury. Yeah. Okay, so eight, that's 18 years right there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then that child, that his son or his daughter becomes the, the spiritual, the, his son becomes a spiritual leader for his home. His daughter becomes the, the <clears throat> wife that she needs to become to, to lead her home in, the, in her role. Yeah. And there's another 18 years. Yep. Right? And so yep. it is, like Austin said, it, 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 this fruit, yes, we're going to see immediate results right now. Growth, yep. And growth. And then... It's going to quote unquote plateau, but it's not though. The the work is happening underneath the surface. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to see the effects right away and then it's going to we might be like, "Oh, maybe that wasn't legit because it's been a couple years and we don't really know what but things are happening." It again, it's on a small level. It's at a local yeah. level where things will start to to change. It's yeah. your like I said, like Austin said, it's your families. Well, then, okay, your school boards are transformed. Yes. Right? Your local government might be might be transformed a little yes. bit. Your churches start to grow in number yes. as well. And not just like mile wide, inch deep. No. They start to grow in number, but they grow in depth as well. Right. And they grow in spiritual maturity as well. And so the church, the local churches grow. I don't know what's happening in Searcy, Arkansas with their churches, right? Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But maybe this affects that at some point right. in the next few years. And, and seriously, spreads. Arkansas starts to become like a a, a place of, of renewal and repentance. Right. Okay. Seriously, who's heard of seriously Arkansas? I know it because I have a friend that lives there. Like, that's <laughs> the only reason why I know what that, that right. place exists, right? But I don't know what's happening in that church. You don't know what's happening in Lanesville Christian Church or what's happening at Georgetown Christian. We don't know. Right. God knows. And, yeah. and something like Asbury, something that's happening there and that is spreading across the country, that's where we see the effects, right. is in these churches and in our families. Yeah. And so that is the hope and prayer that the majority of what's going on, because again, there's going to be bad actors. There's going to yeah. be people that it doesn't take. There's going to be people where it is just an emotional experience. That is going to happen. Yeah. Well, what what does John say? They They went out from us because they were never of us. Right. And that is going to happen. I mean, biblically, it says that's going to happen. But what does Jesus say? The kingdom of heaven is like what? One, it is like leaven. It is like leaven that leavens the lump. Good leaven, not sinful leaven. Leaven takes time to raise the bread. 
It is a time thing. He also says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. You plant it. It is one of the smallest seeds, but when it grows, it grows into a small tree. Yeah. It takes time. The kingdom of heaven is on earth now. God the Father, I mean, uh, God the Son is at the right hand of the Father waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool. But the kingdom of heaven is here, and it's taking root. The The rock has hit the base of the, what is that, in Daniel? I, oh, <laughs> I was uh, like, I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> uh, the, fo- the foot of the uh, sculpture, you know, the head of gold, uh, yeah, the statue. silver, bronze, so on and so forth. It's hit, and it's crumbled. And that stone is turning into the mountain. Well, it takes time. We are going to see the growth, sometimes not for several years, but the fruit is coming. So really, that's that's what we wanted this episode to end up being about. It wasn't planned to, to go this route. We had actually talked about putting this one as a Patreon episode. Yeah. But then we didn't record an actual episode. And so it's like, well, now now what? Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, so that's just our encouraging encouragement to you guys. Like, don't and this is such a childish thing way to say it, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it makes sense to me. Don't poo-poo this. Yeah. Right? Don't don't go into Love this and say this is exactly. Wait for the fruit. Yes. And, and pray that the fruit comes and pray that, the, that that we see good fruit from this. And I believe we will. Yeah. I, I do believe that this is a movement of God that, that we haven't seen in a while yeah. in our nation. And I hope and pray that as it happens at Asbury, it happens elsewhere and that the change starts to happen in our homes and our families. And then because of that, culture changes. Yeah. And I, I would encourage you not to go. I would encourage you to, if you want this to happen, I would say go listen to the message yeah. that this guy said. And I want you to listen to his prayer that he prays during the middle of it. And I want you to repeat that prayer. And I want you to earnestly on your knees, if you actually want this to happen, on your knees, pray that prayer earnestly yeah. and ask that God would do that in your own church. And make sure you get out of the way. You don't yes. you don't you don't try <clears throat> to manufacture this. This doesn't need to be a planned thing, right? right. Where okay we are going to start, we're going to have a special worship service on Tuesday, and we're just planning on letting it go. For, that's not what this, like, this right. is an act of God that is probably unexpected, and it's yes. pro- and, and it's, it's going to come organically and naturally. It will. It's not something that we can just say, okay, here's what we're going to do, and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to start it. I'm going to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to start this. Get out uh, of the way. <laughs> that, get out of the way. And don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen tomorrow at church. Don't if be it, discouraged if yeah. it doesn't happen Right, you know, in another year and a half. Exactly. Like, yeah. understand that, A, he's God, we're not. His timing is perfect, ours is not. And understand that when it does happen, it's it's for a specific reason that God has. Yeah. And we need to be okay with that. And, and what we need to do in the meantime is, A, like Austin said, pray for this. Pray for, if you want this to happen in your church, in your life, in your school, wherever you are, Pray that it does. Yeah. Pray. Earnestly pray for it. Get out of the way. Let God move. Let God work. Yeah. But also pray that it happens to you individually. As an individual, pray and confess and repent and have a little mini quote unquote revival in your own heart, in your own soul. Because yeah. that's where it really starts, right? It starts with in yourself and in your family. And he's there. And he's already there. He's so already let him there. work. Let yeah. him get that chisel out and start chiseling away at stuff that needs to be taken out. Yeah. That's our encouragement to you guys. I, I, I think it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm anxious to see the effects this has long term. Yeah, me too. 
anxious to see what kind of leaders are rise up out of this right. and and the the men and women that that can rise up and lead and fulfill their biblical roles and how that looks and what that what happens and yeah. and if we can maybe take a little bit of this culture back would be really cool guys yes. like if we could maybe stop with some of the stuff that we have going on right now that'd be <laughs> wonderful that'd be awesome that'd be cool <laughs> all right guys let's just pray that that this takes hold yeah that this movement becomes that. It becomes a movement of God within our culture, within our yeah. cities and our towns and our homes and in our schools and in our churches. Yeah. And that it's not, it goes beyond the emotions. It goes beyond the being wrapped up in a song because there's nothing wrong with being wrapped up in a song and getting overwhelmed by, by God's presence and God's, mm-hmm. but absolutely. Make sure God's but presence. make sure it's God's presence and make yeah. sure that it, it is, starts with repentance. It starts with confession. Yeah. You look at communion. And what God says about coming to the table. You come to the table having cleaned up. Yeah. You are a believer. You don't have to come to Christ cleaned up. Right. Right? Salvation does not happen because you cleaned yourself up. Yeah. But once you're saved, when you go to the table of communion, you clean up and you repent and you confess and you deal with whatever issues you have with your brothers and sisters and you yeah. you come together and you, you come as a united front and a, and a front that is on fire for God. Pray that that happens to you as well. Yeah. And that you are, this is led by repentance, led by confession, and it does, it moves you to action. Yeah. And it takes fruit happens, right? It's yeah. not just a emotional high, and in two weeks you're back to the same old thing. Exactly. Like something has to change. take hold and change. And so pray that that happens with anyone at Asbury, anyone at any of these other schools or any other places that, that we're seeing and hearing that maybe there's some rumblings that it's happening in other places. Yeah. Pray that, that that's a legit movement of God and pray that people are changed and that a deeper walk is a result of this. Mm. Yes. So anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. So guys, thank you all so much. Jump on Instagram, Facebook, like us, subscribe to us, reach out to us, interact with us. If you have a story from Asbury, if you're someone that is gone or maybe you're someone you're somehow we've, so maybe maybe you go to school there and you're a part of that. We'd love to hear what it's like and we'd love yeah. to hear from you. So reach out to us on our social medias. We'd love to interact with you and just kind of get a perspective of what's happening on the ground, especially if you are an attender of that school. Yes. Uh, not necessarily just a spectator, but someone who is there and, and kind of knows the meat of what's happening. We'd love to hear your interactions and your stories. Not for a we're going to record it and put it on an episode just because we want to know. We're yeah. excited about what God's doing. So it's yeah. it's just a we want to know what's happening. And so let's reach out to us if, like I said, if you've experienced anything in that regard and, and what change you have seen and what mm. maybe plan of action that you have because of this and that what it's cool. kind of spurred you to do and, and, you know, what are the things you're going to do to make this permanent in your yeah. life? So anyway, if that's you, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you and interact with you. You know what? In the meantime, stay rooted. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>